Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey folks, Damian Mason here. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Do Business Better podcast. Got a great show for you today. As always, we're going to give you information, inspiration, ideas you can use to apply to your own life and business and have ultimately a life and business by choice and achieve longevity. I've got a guest today that is a friend of the show. She was in episode three and episode 43. Her name is Lisa Hudson of Fitness by Design. She has been running a successful personal training company in Indianapolis, Indiana for 31 years with her husband. She uh, is part of that for the last 29 years. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, Damien. It's great to be here. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is something that's really the bane of many business owners' existence. I'm talking about employees, okay? I don't have employees. I have my wife, Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had employees before. I do contract workers. I I struggle with this. It is what I call the curse of the self-employed. The curse of the self-employed is a couple of things. First off, self-employed folks are so good at doing their own thing and so independent that they decide that they can't have other people doing stuff on their behalf or they're not good at managing employees. Also, the curse of the self-employed is the more successful you become, the busier you become. And it's Mm -hmm. hard to then replicate yourself. You don't have that issue. You have, uh, say, a dozen employees. Uh, You've had more than that at different times in your existence. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk today, dear listeners, about everything involved with employees. Lisa. 29 years you've been involved with Fitness by Design. It's a tough business, as we talked about in Episodes 3 and 43, because every day somebody's coming along trying to, to take, you, take you out of business. You know, there's Gold's Gym, there's, um, there's 24-Hour Fitness, there's LA Fitness, there's Kettleballs, there's Cross Training, mm-hmm. there's uh, all these new trends. There's yoga, there's goat yoga, there's hot yoga, there's cold yoga, Bikram yoga, uh, all this stuff. And you there, you there just keep on chugging along. So you, you've got a... You've got a good war story, I think. Well, thanks, Damien. Um, we've been in business for a long, like you said, uh, a lot of years. Business has changed over the years. Um, you've got to stay in front of your customer and give your customer what they expect and what they want, which we have been able to do for a long time. And um, part of that success is finding the right people. Um, employees uh, can come and go. Um, we have different employees that come in to us that we know will probably be a short-term employee just because they have other goals. Um, personal training is maybe a way to um, get them through um, to further their schooling. They may be um, through personal training type education and they know that they want to go and do occupational therapy. So they've got to go back to school for that. So this may be a transition time for them to earn some money for a couple years before they get back into school. Um, so we've got that type of employee. We've got an employee also that's going to that's been with me for the long haul, 25 plus years. Yeah, dear listener, the big thing here, or viewer, I should point out, that we're also putting this on video uh, now, and we'll be getting even more and more uh, advanced with our production on that. So if you're listening, you can also view this on the new playlist uh, within YouTube. I'd love you to subscribe. Go to Damian Mason. Just go to YouTube and, and just search Damian Mason. You'll find my channel. I'd love for you to subscribe. Please do so, and you can check out all of my great commentary besides playlists uh, or YouTube. I'm sorry, that are a podcast. But the big goal here is to talk about employees. So she's talking about, first off, understanding that you've got two kinds of employees, and especially in a business that you might call more more uh, uh, 
I don't know, you've got the transient, or they're coming there for a year because they're going to school. They're going mm-hmm. there for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then you've got the long-haul employee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have both. It's not bad that you admit that. Uh, maybe you don't tell your employees that, but you know you've got some that are going to be there for 10 years, and you've got some that are going to be there for 10 months. Right. Exactly. All right. All right, so you've got about a dozen employees. You've got a successful business. You run it with your husband. Uh, it gets to be very obvious that you can't build what you want to build by you two doing everything. So you say, yep, we've got to have these employees. What's it like working with your spouse and also managing employees? Do they pit you against one another? Um, I wouldn't. I, I, yeah, well, um, they come to me. They know they use me as the go between. Uh, my husband is uh, the great visionary of our company, mm-hmm. and he has his specific role. And so, um, on the employee side, um, I'm a little, a, a little more approachable. Um, my technique um, and the way I handle employees is a lot, a little more approachable than than my husband is. And so they've learned over the years, and I've taken on the role of being more of a manager of the employees um, than than he is. And so... Um, so the, the people just kind of have to figure that out. You didn't tell them, hey, I'm the approachable go-between, and he's, <laughs> he's the visionary and kind of an asshole. You didn't do that. We didn't do that, no. But that's kind of what they figured out. That's what they figure out. And usually um, the new ones coming on, um, you know, if they've been... Uh, they're going to hear from the ones that have been there for a while. Um, if you want something, you're, you know, if you need to talk to somebody about something, you might want to talk to Lisa first, run it by her first. I understand. Get her on board, and then uh, then we can approach her. So you certainly didn't, you didn't put that together on the uh, flow chart, organizational chart, as they call it. You no. just kind of came up with that. All right, tell me about hiring. I am very bad at this. Again, I'm self-employed. I've got the curse of the self-employed where I, I want to do it myself. I've been used to doing it by myself. Uh, my wife is, uh, works with me. We've had employees before on a contractual basis. Um, I just always assume that once you just say, hey, here's what we're doing uh, and here's how we do it, then there we go. And apparently that's not good management. I don't do a lot of hand-holding. I'm not sure that... I, I'm pretty good at explaining big picture what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is how someone needs to be told, after I've shown you how to take a stamp and put it on an envelope, do I have to show you that again 17 times? I always think to myself, holy shit, I showed you how to put a stamp on an envelope, so this time I just said, yeah, send that out, assuming you would know it requires sticking a stamp on an envelope. That's my problem as an employer. Uh-huh. What am I doing wrong? What are what are other people doing wrong? What are you doing wrong? Well, I think that a way to do it better um, is to have systems in place where the person actually gets some regular and um, schooling training on expectations are very clear, um, and then giving them in that way they they kind of have a path of how, how they want to of how they're expected to perform and how, how they're expected to go. So well, systems well, in place is, are my good. Struggle, my struggle is always that how many times we need to revisit this system. At some point, shouldn't I just be able to say send that out means I don't need to go through the thing again and tell you, for Christ's sakes, you take a stamp. You put it on <laughs> Yeah, each, per- each person is going to be different in regards to that. So right. some some employees are going to get it right away or maybe get it the first couple of tries. And other employees, you, you'd be amazed at how many times you have to go over it with them. Uh, but they may be good at other things. So And if, if they're not, then, then eventually part ways. But yeah. All right. So uh, things that I get wrong, I don't have systems. I also don't have patience. Um, I don't have compassion. Um, <laughs> I basically don't have anything. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shitty employer. Uh, but you... You've had a lot of employees. You have employees that stay with you. You have them come over to your house at Christmas time. You apparently have a good relationship with them. What are you doing right? Um, building relationships with them. Um, and 
we spend a lot of time with our employees uh, during the day. I mean, they're there early in the morning and they run a split shift usually. And then the busy ones are there in the evening. And so um, we spend a lot of time now around our employees. And that's good. Uh, there's also a struggle. Um, relationship can't mean buddy-buddy. Because no. then there's this thing of, yeah, well, I didn't show up, but I figure we're buddies. What difference does it make? Yeah, it, and it's never, uh, that's never how um, I set the course. So, um um, they understand that I'm an employer, um, but we can have a good a good rela- uh, relationship on a daily basis. And uh, if they want buddies, they've got all kinds of employees to be friends with. And, and frankly, they're there so much. We're there so much during the day that they're they don't need my friendship at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, they don't need that. Uh, okay, hiring, hiring. Uh... Man, okay, people come in the door, they heard about you, they drove by and saw your facility or someone told them about mm-hmm. it. How do you go about hiring? We've done it a few different ways. The more methods you have out there, the, I think the more successful you're going to be in, in getting a different pool of employees. But I've done everything from directly to university-type fairs um, and then contacting universities upon students just graduating and get people um potential employees that way that's been very successful um because there are several good universities right around me that offer very good um programs for personal trainers and then another thing that i've also utilized here fairly recently is going through linkedin um and searching that way and that way i can be a little more specific about what i'm looking for and then i get people that will respond back and that's how I got my one of my most recent employees, actually. Okay. Uh, your people, then, tell me about the, the mistake. Tell me a mistake you made. Uh, you brought in somebody because I'm guessing somebody was highly recommended by somebody, and you said, sure, even though you didn't, you knew deep down it wasn't going to be a fit. You've got certainly a story oh, like that. Oh, certainly. You do have stories like that. And I think what gets you in the worst trouble is waiting too long to look. And then you're in a position, you're in a pickle. You need somebody, yeah. and you don't have enough time to vet the right person. Yeah, and I, I, the few times that I have, I've been in that way where my business was going crazy I needed somebody mm-hmm. just to be a support person I'm like my god I just need somebody to take the heat off of Damian Mason and then you're just struggling scrambling and and then you find someone that can't replicate tomorrow how to put the stamp on the envelope that you showed them yesterday and mm-hmm. the day before mm-hmm. um, yeah so you wait too long to fill the hopper but then also you don't want to hire before you need to when you're a small business because that's money going out the door that could be profit that's true. There, it's that's a diff, that's just, it's a difficult formula, and I don't know that there's a magic. I don't think there's a magic formula for it. You have uh, always somebody in waiting, or you always have a few people that you'd like to. That, I mean, because at some point they they don't need the job anymore. They went and got hired. True. Um, I think we have someone right now that we br- we can bring someone on. We're at a point in our business where it's good where we can bring someone on. They don't have to be 100 percent busy right away, and then we can. We can work them into the system. It hasn't always been that way, but I tell you, this way is a lot tends to be a lot more successful mm. for us if, if we've got just a little bit of wiggle room there. So we do tend to hire somebody a little bit prior to when we absolutely have to have them, um, and just to get them on board, get them ready, figure out if it's going to be a good fit or not. And then we've got some time to make some changes if we need to. Uh, another mistake: not firing. 
So uh, I I hear this from business people, and I had it myself. I put it in my book, Do Business Better. I talked about one uh, disaster I had. I got this person was so confrontational and incompetent and had basically lied about their capabilities. Then it got to where everything was a confrontation. So I said, I I just don't know what to do. Eventually, uh, a smart person said to me, I said, I don't want the headache of firing this person. They said, well, you have the headache from not firing the person. And that was pretty clairvoyant for somebody that uh, just gave me that observation. It's a headache. It's a headache. It's a headache. Mm -hmm. All right. Tell me about your firing people. Firing people is still difficult for me because I'm the the softer person, I suppose. Um, But I would agree. I would agree. So you make your husband, you make Rob do the firing? No, we both, we both, we both work as a team on that. You team up on firing We team up on firing, no. We, we haven't um, had to fire anybody. I mean, it doesn't happen on a really regular basis. So, um, you know, that's just something that has to be approached few and far between, thankfully. Yeah. All right. Then you've got a situation where uh, you've got good employees and then you've got the one employee that's not really being fired, but is also kind of a turd. And then there's the thing of, if I don't do something about the turd, then it, the turd weights down. You've got to, yeah, you've got to be ahead of the, you got to, you've got to be able to, to see that and to be able to, to nip that in the bud because that we have done that in the past where we've just let a person hang on that just festers issues, festers yeah. problems, um, brings down the whole team. Um, and so that's not good for anyone. And it's not fair to the employees that are are doing so well for you. So One thing that always strikes me, because I, I am self-employed and I have been for a long time, although I point out there's no such thing as self-employment. I work for clients and the clients have the money that pay me. So, mm-hmm. But I, I don't work in a organization with 100 folks that show up there every day from 8 to 5 or whatever. It always amazes me how petty folks are, that they just can't get along and just do the work. Uh, we got a really nice compliment this summer. We had a gal working for us uh, in a contractual arrangement. And Ms. Nicole said, you know what I like about working with you and Lori as I come here and we just chat a little bit and then you just say, okay, I got to get to work. And you said, you just go to work. None of this. I said, yeah, none of the politics, none of the he's sleeping with her and Mm. she's done this and she called me a bitch and blah, blah, blah. And you buy my kids candy for the baseball team. I said, nope, none of that. It's just work. The politics and the drama. Does it happen even with a dozen employees? Well, it can if you ha- if you have people in there that want to contribute to that, yeah. and those are the type of people that you need to kind of nip in the bud. It, it, it nip it in the bud if they're that way, because it, it does. It just it um, it brings down the rest of the staff um, if you've got a lot of that kind of thing going on. You have a situation that most employers do, don't. You cut money back to some of your employees for bringing in revenue. They're, part of their job is, as personal trainers, is mm-hmm. they bring clientele that they work out with and do the uh, classes with. Mm-hmm. And then they know that because they brought them in, that that's how your revenue is generated. Then mm-hmm. you cut them back in. How many of your employees get, part of, get some money for bringing in clientele? Everyone can get a referral bonus for bringing in clientele. Okay. That's a, a straight across the board. Okay. That's... If you bring somebody in, you get a cut of that. Um, it depends upon the employees. Some employees, like I said, uh, we've grown to a point where an employee could be on a salary um, until they get up to a point where we can cut them over to commission just to be able to bring somebody on board and get them a comfortable living situation. Um, and also that allows me to get um, coverage for the rest of my employees for taking vacation um, and things like that. So. We have a couple of different ways we can do employment, and we have part-time employment and full-time employment. Uh, 
Okay. And so when people come to you, do they know what they want or do you tell them what they're going to get? I'm looking for this. I would like a job where I come in here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday between uh, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. because I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I also have an exercise physiology mm-hmm. degree, and I used to work for LA Fitness. But uh, right. you know, here it I can am. it can go. But we've done both ways. Um, someone may come in and they may have some stipulations on time parameters um, and things like that, and it may be someone that we need, and we can fill those time slots and be happy with that. And then there's um, another time if I'm paying someone's salary. And they're going to be there when I need them to be there. All right, Lisa, I'm a, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I'm, I need to get better at this. So you're an expert. Um, I need to hire some people. What do I need to know? I need to hire a person. What do I need to know? I've never hired a person. I've got a landscaping company or a dry cleaners. And my, my husband and I work really hard on this business, but we, we know we've grown enough. We need mm-hmm. an employer, our employee. We're going to hire uh, some staff. What's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice is either to go, like I did, with um, universities or with um, organizations that certify people in your area. And that's a great way to get in the door of people that are just getting ready to finish up or maybe they've graduated. You can get up. You can get complimentary lists um, of people to um, send out, hey, we're looking to employ. Um, Take a look at us. That's a great way to go about it, um, to get started. Um, You know, there are so many profiles that we haven't even looked at that um online that you can they can do these days right um within within those parameters as well so okay so you just told me how to go about then what do i what do i ask these people when they show up my thing would be are you going to steal from me you little son of a bitch if you steal from me the guns come out and that's probably not what i should do in an interview right (laughs) probably not okay you try to get to know them and and you let them get to know you you let them ask you a lot of questions you you have a good idea. You need to have a good idea as to what you're looking for in that employee in, in that position. You need to have it figured out. Sure, and and that always varies a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's that's that's the thing. So you're really saying, is it job description or is it outcome? I think maybe because we get hung up on what's the job description, it's but I both. would say what I want is here's what the what I want the result mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. We have to be outcome oriented because um, our employees um, are paid a lot on commission, and so. So you say, here's the deal. If you start with us, uh, we want you to bring in uh, two new clients a week. Yeah, we can give that. We set up goals and we meet and go over see if they're meeting those goals or why why are they not meeting the goals? Um, you know, is there something else we could be doing to help them? How do you set compensation? Do I say, hey, here's what I think you're worth. Uh, I say, here's what I think the goal because you know you don't have uh, you you don't necessarily know what they're paying over at LA Fitness or maybe you do. We have a well. We have a general idea of what the market, um, what the market's doing, right. um, and we kind of go from that. And then, then it has to be based upon what you can afford um, and what's fair. And um, there, there's more than just the paycheck. So you sell that a little bit. You say, hey, we might be uh, 10% under what you could make somewhere else. But remember, we think we're a great place to work. We've got a really good camaraderie here. Uh, it's it's a beautiful facility. And also, you have a chance to get a bonus by bringing in people. Is that what you do? Yeah, we can do we do that. And also, I think they, they get a little... They're not going to have somebody completely over them all the time checking their work. So you, you sell them a little bit on the autonomy? On the autonomy. It's, we need an independent person, uh, a little bit of an independent person that's going to come and work for me because I don't I don't want to be on top of them. Right. And then the other thing is, too, is that we're a little bit different in that the owners are always on premises. Yeah, you're always there. We're always there. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. 
if they want that. But as you said, then unless they think that's going to be stifling, but you just said that's not your leadership style. Uh, mm-hmm. How do I go about firing people? Uh, I wasn't good at it. Um, I wanted to send her, actually, I wanted to send her a text, or uh, then sometimes I was so enraged I thought I might just uh, like th- do physical violence to it. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, how do you go about firing people? And you got to do a face to face. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you sit down, and a friend of mine uh, seems to do a method where he sells them on it. He keeps telling them why that they probably know it's not working out. And I think that's very smart. <laughs> they're they're going to know. By the time you have that sit down, they're going to have some sort of, it's not the first time you've had to go and have a discussion with the person. Right. So they should have some understanding of this isn't working out for us anymore. Obviously, it's not working out for you anymore. <laughs> Let's part ways. All right. Her name is Lisa Hudson. We just talked about hiring. We talked about firing. We talked about how she goes about locating employees. We talked about disasters. We talked about mistakes. Talked about things you've done right. Talked about some of the things you do to sort of uh, get the right people in there and, and what you offer besides just the compensation. Other thoughts, advice on being an employer? I think that... What have you learned in 29 years of employing lots of different uh, people? People generally, they want to do a good job for you. They generally do. And you can tell the ones that are just are just in it for themselves. You get a, you get a good understanding. I mean, go, kind of go with your gut a little bit on that. And um, just communicate. Communication is key with your employees. <clears throat> so that's your closing advice, communicate. And then mm-hmm. when you have a bat, when you have a bat, when you have a turd. Then don't hesitate. You got you you got to get rid of them sooner rather than later. Okay, I think that's all fairly good advice. Uh, if these people want to connect with you, they can find you. It's called FBD Indie, right? Fitness by Design. Tell me how to find you, just for the fun of it. Um, you can look on us uh, by the web, fbdindie.com. There might be somebody that says, hey, I want to talk to you some more about this because you're so good at it. Because I think that most small business people that I talk to, it is the absolute biggest thorn in their side. The biggest hassle they have is employee Mm -hmm. management and hiring new people. It's difficult. It's been one of the most difficult parts of my job, I have to say. But also, it can be very rewarding. I've had, like I said, I've had people that have been with me more for twenty five years, and they and they probably nineteen it does years, you, it does you a lot of good. Years. It does you a lot of good to have them. It does, and they say positive things about you. They do, and good deal. Her name's Lisa Hudson. Uh, check her out. She's uh, like I said, uh, past uh, episode guest, episode three and episode forty three. She's got smart stuff to say, and she always thinks that she doesn't. I say you have been yeah. very successful in this business, and you make a great guest. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here, Lisa. All right, thank you. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.